Good evening, once again. <clears throat> As you all well know, we are in a series since January, and the series is called 2022, the Year of Greater Works, and tonight is part six. As we have said, this is God's prophetic word for 2022, and beca because of the hardships and the difficulties that we all went through these past two years, God wants to eagerly bless his people this year. So he's going to do greater works in our lives and greater works through our lives. And tonight our title is Fight in Faith. Fight in Faith. The truth is, while living on this earth, there would be a lot of things to overcome. Okay. But the good news is the victory that we have in Christ is already part of our inheritance. It's part of our blessings. And we will only have victory over the enemy if we fight. Okay, so let's uh, begin with 1 Timothy 6.12. 1 Timothy 6.12. Although I'm reading it, you read with me. Open your Bibles with me. 1 Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So if you are a child of God, you are called to fight. But it's not just any fight you like or any fight you want to pick with anyone else, okay? This is not an ordinary fight. This is a faith fight, okay? Fight the good fight of faith. So every Christian doesn't only have to learn how to live by faith. Every Christian must learn how to fight in faith. This is very important. It's part of our Christian life. So why do we need to fight? Well, mainly because the enemy of our souls is still with us here on this earth right now. And we learned last week from part five that Satan and his demons do not stop in tempting people to sin. They don't stop deceiving people all over the world. They are, they are natural liars. There is no truth in them, Jesus said, uh, because Satan is a liar. And with Christians, okay, with Christians, he tries to hinder us in our Christian life and service. So I want to go to a verse that will point to this, no? 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6 and 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6 and 7. Okay, I hope I'm not too fast. Just go with me in your Bibles, 2 Timothy. Verse 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. So this is Paul. We read First Timothy, and now he's saying in verse six, uh, 
it's the time of his departure. So what does that mean? You know, the Bible calls it death. Or death. But for the Christian, there's no such thing anymore as death. You will not die anymore. Only your physical body will die. But who you are, you're a spirit being. You will never die. That's why in the New Testament, when, when they are referring to Christians, when a Christian dies, quote unquote, Paul says the Christians only depart. Departure lang siya. It's like going to an air, airport. No, diba may arrival, may departure. So yun ang death for the Christian. Uh, we will depart or leave this earth when our body dies. And then we will transition immediately to glory. No, hallelujah. No? Ganun yun, no? in, a, in a twinkling of an eye. No? We, don't, we won't even know that we physically died. Uh, they say, no, we will not even uh, feel it when we die. Praise the Lord. No, we will just transition. So at the end of our life here on earth, this is what you would like to say, verse 7. Okay, look at verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, this is something that we should all say one day. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Notice this. No? Because Paul fought a good fight. He finished his race. Okay? Did you notice that? In another version, it says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the work I was to do. I have kept the faith. So what does he mean by race? All of us have our own race to run. Now, in the other version, all of us have a unique, special work to do on this earth that only you can do. Nobody can replace you. Okay, so that was meant for you. Actually, somebody, I, I'll take it back. No, take lang. Ibali, edit ko na lang to. If a person does not fulfill his mission on the earth, God will choose another person to fulfill that similar. I know. So I, I'm just taking it back now. I'm just correcting myself. Anyway, the point is, okay, the point is we all have a special work to do on the earth. So God has already a plan and a purpose for each one of us. We do not have to come up with our own plans and come up with our own purpose. God already uh, made it for us, okay? In fact, no? In fact, I just remember now, in Psalm 139, it says there, before even you were born, all of your days were written in a book. So it was pre-planned, Grave, and this, this plan of God is a good plan. There's no evil plan in it. So the challenge for every Christian is not to make our own plans, but 
The challenge is to be so intimate with God that you're able to be led by Him and guided by Him every day so that He can, you know, He can lead you to your destiny. Okay? Because without God, without His guidance and His leading in our lives, we will not finish our race. Okay, I hope you're getting that, okay? It's important right now in our lives, that's our purpose. The only reason why we are breathing right now is because our mission has not been finished yet. That's the only reason, you know? And that's why God is sustaining our lives, okay? Sustaining it. Uh, and if we need healing, he's healing it. If we need deliverance, he's going to deliver us. Because what's forefront in the mind of God is that we finish our purpose on the earth. That's forefront. Next to salvation, then the most important thing to God is that you will finish your race, your purpose, your calling. Okay? And calling is... calling. Actually, calling is not difficult to find because whatever your calling is, you're already gifted with it, okay? It's a natural gift that will flow out of your life as you serve God. That's why people who serve God more and more are the people who recognize their calling because as you serve God, naturally, it will just come out what you're you know, before I didn't know that I, I was able to preach and to teach. I didn't know that. I just wanted to be a musician. You know, that's all I wanted to be. I love music. Music did not love me so much. But I love music, you know. But, you know, when God called me and I started serving God, that's, that's the time I knew people were telling me, you know, you know, you, you have this gift, you know, you're so good at this, you're so good at that. And I did not even know that, but it comes natural. So my point is, the enemy knows we have a job to do. The enemy knows we are here for a purpose. And he is out to stop you from fulfilling your purpose on this earth. That's what he's doing right now, okay? He's lying, he's deceiving, and he's going to stop to hinder you from fulfilling your God-given calling and purpose. And he's going to hinder you from receiving the promises of God. Because without you receiving the promises of God, you, you will not be equipped to do what you were meant to do. That's why he keeps on discouraging people. He keeps on, you know causing them to be afraid and hopeless, you know, because the more you go far away from God, the more you don't know his plans, the more you don't know his promises, and you will not receive them, you know, you will not grow, and you will not move forward. So that's what he's doing. The reason why we're fighting him, because he's fighting us from fulfilling our God-given purpose. Okay? So, wag na kayong magtaka. Wag na kayong magtaka kung masyadong maraming trials o masyadong madaming problema o nahihirapan kayong makarinig kay Lord o this thing happened or your relationships are falling apart or this pandemic happened. 
There's nothing new, okay? He's out to paralyze the church. Because while we are powerless and paralyzed, he can take as many people to hell. Okay, are you hearing me? Because we are the ones that God's going to use for greater works, for signs and wonders, as we, as we just concentrate in our intimate relationship with God. That's all it takes. Eh? Once you're intimate with God, He will lead you and guide you every day of your lives. It's not, it's not, uh, you don't need, <laughs> you don't need a PhD, okay, or a doctorate degree to finish your race. You only need to be intimate with God, all right? That's what you need. Now, uh, The enemy, okay, I already said that. I want to read in another version. Uh, in Amplified, it says here, I have fought the good, worthy, honorable, and noble fight. Ganda sa Amplified. I have fought the good, worthy, honorable, and noble fight. Now, my question is, why is it a good, worthy, honorable noble fight of faith that's how it's described well because jesus christ has already won the victory over the devil and his demons through the cross he's already won it and it's good and honorable and noble to enforce that victory today in our generation are you getting it you know, we're so amazed by what Jesus did on the cross. Diba? I don't think no Christian, every Christian love God, falls in love with God, enamored with him, praises him, honors him. Such a great work of salvation. Diba? And yet, he left <laughs> this great work of salvation in the hands of his people today. We are the ones who is going to continue it. We're the ones who is going to enforce it. That's why it's a good fight. We're going to enforce the victory of healing. We're going to enforce the victory of joy, the victory of prosperity, the victory of abundance, the victory of uh, whatever needs to be victorious over, okay? We're enforcing everything that Jesus paid for at the cross. And that is noble. It's a noble fight, noble aspiration of life, you know, that what that God can use us to change this world. God can use us for the salvation of men. God can use us to encourage people to change situations, to change our nation, to change our families. It's a noble fight. Okay, I hope I'm steering up that in you you know so that's why it says fight the good fight of faith it's worth the fight okay we are already part of the winning team we're all winners we just need to fight by default by default no show tayo okay so we are we just need to stand up 
in faith and fight the good fight, the noble fight of faith. Now, <clears throat> for us to be on the same page, now every one of us, now I will just have a little review to ensure that we will always win over the enemy. Okay, when we fight, God gave supernatural resources to each one of us. Supernatural resources. Last week, we learned that Jesus gave his very own authority on the earth to us. Okay, so I'll just backtrack a little for the sake of the others so we are on, on the same page. Matthew 28, okay, I'll just give you three, three passages on authority. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, and I will read. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So after uh, Jesus Christ defeated Satan, resurrected, okay, he said in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Okay. But he did not stop there in verse 18. He did something very important that the church must know by now. Okay. And must realize. What did he do? He said to the church, okay, before he left, you go. You will be the one to make disciples. The church is the one who will baptize. The church is the one who is to teach. And not only the fivefold ministers, okay, but everyone. Hi, Jan. Okay. Ganda ng wall mo dyan. Anyway. Okay, yeah. Sabi na nga ba eh. Pag be, pag, pag, anyway, so, again, so, before Jesus left, he gave a commission to the, to the church. Where are the ones who are supposed to uh, make disciples of all nations? Where are the ones who are supposed to baptize and teach all people? And this is not reserved for a special few people. Even if you're a janitor, a street sweeper, a, a police, whatever you are, you know, whatever, whatever work you have, whatever calling, we're all supposed to do this in our own unique way. Okay. And he, and he said, and he authorized us to do all these things. And it is not Jesus is going to do it, but the church. Therefore, he delegated his authority on the earth to his children. Wow, no? He entrusted and gave his authority on the earth to each and one, to each and one of us. Okay? And that's very big. He left his authority to us on the earth. So that's why if you look at Mark, Mark 16. Chapter 16, verse 15, 17, and 18. And I will read it. 
this is what the church can also do. Everyone, young and old, okay? Verse 15. I will read it from my Bible. Okay. Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So he's saying again, everybody is a representative of Jesus Christ. Everyone. And then 17, 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. Okay, signs meaning all of us will be given supernatural power to do miracles. Okay, and to do supernatural things. So Jesus did not only give us authority, he gave us power, his power. And this is what we can all do. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So did you notice that? We can do all those four things, cast out demons, speak in new tongues, you know, take a poison and you will not be poisoned, lay hands on the sick and they will recover, okay? You can do that in the name of Jesus. What does that mean? You can exercise all the authority of Jesus on the earth through his name. So when you use the mighty name of Jesus, you can actually enforce his victory and his authority over the devil. That's why he will flee from you as you use Jesus' authority on the earth. And I said this last week. What's the first thing he wanted us to do? Cast out demons. And for Filipinos, when they hear that term, they only think of casting out a demon from a demon-possessed person. That's not what it means, okay? To cast out demon means that when you see his works, his demonic works in your life, in your family, in your church, in this country, what are you supposed to do? Jesus did not say, pray to God about the demon. He did not say that. Okay? He said, you cast it out in my name. That's what he said. Okay? And like what I said before, okay? If you're praying to God about demons and devil, you are wasting your breath and your time because you already have the authority to cast them out. Jesus will not cast them out because the authority on the earth was given to you and I or to you and me. Do you understand? And the only thing that we need to do, if God opens your eyes, you know, you see it, you see oh. There's something wrong with my family. And you discern, and you discern that this is unusual. This is, I know this is not from God. What are you supposed to do? Cast it out. Cast it out. You don't need to pray. You're already commissioned to do that. In fact, no, in fact, I will just say this. Supposed to be prayer is a lifestyle already. 
supposed to be, it's the first thing we do in the morning. We pray. We pray, we get intimate with God, we uh, receive a word from God, and then we allow him to fill us with his Holy Spirit and empower us. So that when you go out of your room, or even when you're, it, sometimes this, is, this happens, no? even when you're fellowshipping with God, God will give you discernment on what's happening with your friends, what's happening with your family. And even in your bedroom, you can cast out the demons. Because in the spiritual world, you know, there is no time nor space. There's none. So if you are intimate with God and God gives you discernment about demonic activity, you can, you know, cast it, cast, cast them out, you know, just obey the word. Because you already have Jesus' authority on the earth. Okay, you already have it. You don't need to pray about the devil. God authorized you to kick him out. Amen. He authorized you already. Amen. So when we fight in the name of, in Jesus' name, by faith, by faith, we are able to destroy the works of the devil. That's so amazing. It's so amazing because the authority of Jesus Christ on the earth is already in our hands. That's so amazing. So that's a good fight to win. Don't you agree? That's a good fight to win. So another important thing about authority that I want to add tonight, we studied it last week, is this. No? I will read Matthew 16, 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay? So the key there is symbol of authority. So uh, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. Remember in Matthew 28? So in a way, he's saying all the keys are now given to me in heaven and on earth. No? Because they're synonymous. Now, in, that's Matthew 28. So you backtrack a little in Matthew 16. He made the promise already before, you know, even before his death. He already made the promise to his children. I will give you my authority. That's what the verse is all about. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. All right? So, so Jesus fulfilled that. It's now in our hands. We now have it. That's why he can say, whatever you bind on earth, hallelujah, will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay? So that means, that means whatever authority Jesus has, to bind, to tie up, to close, to shut, you now have the same authority on the earth right now, right now, okay? And whatever authority Jesus has to lose, to release, to set free, to open anything on the earth, you now have that authority in Jesus' name, 
Okay. Now, having said that, I want you to look at the order of things. He said, whatever you bind, I will bind. Whatever you lose, I will lose. So that means things can only be bound or loose, closed or open, tied up or released on the earth if we do it first. Okay, not the other way around. If we do it first. Why? Because Jesus did not say, oh, he did not say, Yandela, I will first bind in heaven, then you can bind on earth. Aiki, I will first lose in heaven, then you, you can lose on earth. He, he did not say that. He said, you first, then I will follow. Imagine that. We first. <laughs> then he will follow, all right? That means no? he will not do anything with the devil. He will not do anything with evil things if we will not do it. Okay, you, we have to get that, no? If we will not do it, I'll reverse it. If we will not do anything with the devil, God will not do or cannot do anything with the devil he cannot huh? so yung ating phrase ay bahala na si lord pagdating sa demonyo hindi bahala si lord pagdating sa demonyo bahala tayo tayong mauuna tapos sabi ni lord i will back you up Amen? So, sa labanang ito, kailangan ng tapang. <laughs> sa labanang ito, okay? You know, uh, you know, it's time, no? God needs brave Christians, diligent Christians, not, not easily afraid, not slothful, lazy, no. Because there's a fight to win. Okay? There's a fight to win. Ask anybody who is in sports, who's in competition, or ask anyone in music, or any discipline. Okay? Any discipline. You need training. You need discipline. You need diligence in order to be effective, in order to be efficient. And powerful, diba? it's the same in the spiritual realm. Okay? And to think about it, all we, all we need to do is just believe that we have the authority of Christ. It starts there. Just believe that you already have it. And then act on it. So, like I said, no? If we will not do anything, God will not and cannot do anything. And sadly, no, because this is not so much preached and taught in the churches. And I am praying this year that it will be taught in the churches. Okay. Because it has not in the past been preached and taught. The church became passive. The church 
was caught off guard with the pandemic. We were caught off guard. Don't you agree? You know, the church, you know, uh, you know, all of us, no, the church became passive. We were just waiting on God, waiting and waiting, waiting. So when a storm hit, we kept waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, and we became powerless, but not this year. This year, there's going to be a divine turnaround, a divine reversal, even in the lives of churches and Christians. Okay, God is doing a new thing in the church. So, you know, people always ask, no? why do evil things happen? Evil things happen because Satan and his demons are still here and they need to be stopped. And the authority to stop them and bind them is in the hands of the church. Okay. So, alam ko paulit-ulit ako, but I'm, okay, drilling it in to our hearts. So, we will not forget this. I will, uh, I will read it in another version, in the New Century version. I love this version. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The things you don't allow on earth. Oh, I love this. The things you don't allow on earth will be the things that God does not allow. Hallelujah. And the things you allow on earth will be the things God allows. So when something bad happens, Christians ask, why did God allow it? Usual answer. Oh, God, God might have a purpose for it, you know. He's a good Christian. You know, he attends. He reads his Bible. He's compassionate and everything. He tithes, everything. So if that happened to him, God, God might have a purpose for it. You know, you shall answer nothing, okay? You shall answer nothing. God is in control. We even sing it in the pulpits, preach it from the pulpits, you know. But sadly, it is not true. No, he doesn't have all the control on the earth because all his control and all his authority on the earth is passed on to the church. So he doesn't have that control. He's also not the author of evil. No. So, you know, we as Christians, we will always be grateful you know, that God saved us. We will forever be in eternity, grabe with God. But it is also a great honor to serve God in this generation with his authority, with his power. It is a great honor. To represent him now, lalo na ngayon, to represent him now when the world is so dark already. When the world needs Jesus Christ. And who will tell them? Who will tell them and who will show them that our God is really mightier, is really powerful? Who will, who will do that? Say it, me. That's me. You know, that's you. That's you. Okay? 
So even if no, you can try, you know, for example, no, for example, in the case of healing, in Mark, in Mark 15, Jesus said, in my name, you will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Have you ever laid hands on yourself when you're sick? Practice it on yourself. Practice your authority. <laughs> okay? You know, when you hear someone, oh, nagka-COVID siya. Dapat ikaw yung una-una. Oh, I will pray for you. Dapat ikaw una-una. Amen? Okay? Dapat ikaw una nagbo-volunteer kahit hindi ka nagbo-volunteer dito mag-opening prayer. At least, you know, at the least, when someone is sick, okay, now you know that you have the authority of Christ, you know, what do you do? You say, oh, I will pray for you. You know, I don't have my own authority, but in Jesus' name, I can pray for your healing. You can lay hands. You can lay hands on your friends. You can lay hands on yourself. Please do not forget this because this year we have to overcome this pandemic. Okay? And this pandemic will be overcome by our hands. I'm getting more practical, okay? It's going to be overcome by our hands. It's time not to depend on the world anymore. Are you listening to me, church? We are not of this world, okay? But we are sent to this world to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and to carry his authority wherever and whenever people need it. If they are sick, we are commissioned in Jesus' name to lay hands on them. All right? So all you need to do is just ask God, God, is this the right time? Should I visit? Should I, you know, all those, all those details. All those details is, you know, but you can volunteer yourself. Lord, do you want me to go? Like King David. Remember? Remember the one that we... Uh, that we studied in 1 Samuel 30. Remember that? You know, uh, when his city was burned down and his relatives were kidnapped. What did he do? He went straight to God. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And then he asked the Lord. He said, shall I pursue, Lord? Now, obviously, he's Old Testament. We're New Testament. We're supposed to pursue the enemy. But what we ask of God is wisdom. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, my family member is sick. You know, Lord, I'm sick. What do you want me to do? Okay, it's time, no? Because healing is a supernatural provision of the cross. It's provided. It's a gift. And it is released in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So all we need to do is guidance and wisdom. Ask God for guidance and wisdom. But we are commissioned. Okay? So that's my point, Ma. Anyway, uh, now we'll move on no, 
In order to overcome the enemy, he did not only gave us, or he did not only give us his authority on the earth, Jesus also has given us his weapons. Okay, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. Amplified. I will read. For though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere weapons. So verse 3 is saying, although we are still living on this earth, we do not fight using human weapons. Okay, that's very clear in this fight of faith. Now look at verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. So what is it saying? The good news is the weapons that's, that's going to be given to us are from God. They're not from the world. They are actually God's weapons. Hallelujah. Okay? They're God's weapons. So, not only do you have Jesus' authority on the earth, you also have his weapons. And one of the most powerful weapons that we have is faith. That's our topic tonight. Faith is a mighty weapon of God. Fight the good fight of faith. So uh, I will read again in another version. Okay. GW, the weapons we use in our fight are not made by humans. Rather, they are powerful weapons from God. In the TLB version, I use God's mighty weapons. Very clear, no? I use God's mighty weapons not those made by men how nice to knock down the devil's strongholds so in application no matter how technologically advanced the human weapons are that are being used by men and by all the militaries of this world whether they're chemical weapons whether biological weapons whether digital weapons or nuclear weapons god's mighty weapons are far superior than all of this would you agree with me they're far superior okay so the weapon of faith is far superior than any human weapon the weapon of faith any evil thing you see on this earth right now okay can be overcome by the weapon of faith anything hallelujah no so why is it a good fight we win by faith hallelujah we win by faith we use jesus authority by faith and we have the weapon of faith so can you imagine now? It's not even your own faith. So relax. So chill. It's not your faith that God's giving you. Because the reason why 
so many Christians are struggling with faith or the life of faith is because they think they have to develop their own faith. It's a wrong mentality. You don't need to develop your own faith. There's no self-effort here. Nothing will come from you. God will give you his faith. Hallelujah. He will give you his faith. In fact, the verse that we're going to read, he has given you his faith. Romans 12, 2. I uh, 12, 3. Can you, can you go with me? Romans 12, 3. Okay. Romans 12, 3. I will read the last part. But to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Okay. Listen to that. Huh? God gave his own measure of faith to every believer when we got born again. The day you got born again, God deposited his own faith in your heart. But it's only a measure. It's in a seed form, in other words. Okay? And this is, okay, this is the same faith that God used when he created the world. Same faith. It is the same faith when he raised Jesus from the dead. So this faith that you already have in your heart is a powerful creative force right now in your heart. Okay? So we all have that seed. It's not human faith. It's the God kind of faith. And it will be developed in our lives if we nurture it and if we use it. And as we use it, you will be amazed. You will get the same results as Jesus had when he used his faith on the earth. So in other words, no, you think about it. Us children of God, no, we are so blessed. We are the most blessed people on the earth because unbelievers do not have this faith. They only have natural faith. But we have supernatural faith. What do I mean? No? For example, a person no, just came in just came into his house and it's dark okay and because it's dark he will go for the switch why because he believe if he turns on the switch the light will come on you call that natural faith everybody has that faith it's natural okay but what we have is super natural it's with that faith you can do supernatural things. You can change things supernaturally, especially evil works that you see on this earth. So the faith that God has deposited in your heart is far different from the faith of unbelievers, okay? So from now on, I think I already said this. Never say 
that you have weak faith. Never say that. Or never say, I don't have faith, Pastora. I cannot do that. Don't say that. Because for one thing, you already have it in your heart. And secondly, God's faith is not weak. Hindi ba? God's faith is not weak. So the kind of faith in your heart is not weak. It's a very strong, powerful force in your heart. And because it's a seed, you just need to develop it. That's all it needs. No? The reason why Christians say, I have weak faith. I'm not like Pastora Lila or Sister Lila. I'm not like her. Or I'm not like Wena or, or Pastora Yandel. I'm not like Yandel. You know, the reason why people compare, you know, they don't, because they don't feel it, because they have not developed the God kind of faith which is already in their hearts. It's dormant. It's laying there, no? Sayang. Uh, it's just there. So, uh, all we need now is to develop it. It's like natural seed. Diba? Mom Lai, diba you plant? When you, I, I think some of you plant, no? If you plant natural seed on the ground, it would be careless of you to just leave it there and ignore it. Diba? Nothing will happen. But if you plant that seed and every day you water it, diba? you nurture it, you let it uh, sit on the sun, eventually the seed will grow. That's how simple it is. You nurture your faith in your heart. Now, before we dig deeper into that, look at John 14, 12. John 14, 12. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. The year of greater works. Now, if we believe, Jesus said, we will do what he did while he was on the earth and even greater works. We can do all these things because of faith. That's what he's saying. Because of faith. In fact, you will not be able to do what Jesus did and even greater works if you did not have Jesus' faith in your heart. You will not be able to do it. Okay? But he can say that to you. He can say that to all of us because we have his faith. Can you imagine? No? Iniwan niya. Pati faith niya. Okay? In our hearts. So, like I said, no, uh, all we need to do is to develop it. All we need to do is to develop it. Uh, go to Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. I know you know this, but I want to emphasize some things here. No? Romans 10, 17. 
the key here to a life of victory and to a life of faith is learning how to develop your faith. That's key right now, okay? So, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, okay? So, faith comes when you hear the word. That's how faith comes, Paul said. It comes when you spend time with God. That's how it comes. That's why, it, like I said, intimacy is important. Faith comes when you spend time with God in prayer and in the Word. Okay? Because that's when you hear the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. So even right now, no, even, for example, when, uh, when you're in a Bible study, because you are setting aside time for God and His Word, you know, and when your heart is very open, you will hear Him speaking to you. He, he, you will sense in your heart what He is emphasizing to you, and He's making you understand things that you've never understood before. What is He doing? He's bringing faith in your heart. Okay, he's talking to you. So faith comes when you hear the word, when you spend time with God. No, mom didn't, wasn't here. When you spend time with God in prayer and in the word. Okay. And like a natural seed where you have to nurture it every day, your faith has to be nurtured by spending time with God every day. That's how simple it is. If it's a priority in your life, you will become a faith giant. If it's a priority. If it's not a priority for a Christian, that Christian, although that Christian is inherently powerful because he has the faith of God, that Christian will feel very weak and will not be able to fight the enemy. Even if that Christian is already empowered and trusted, commissioned. Okay, do you understand? So intimacy, I'm, I'm, I, I cannot overemphasize this, okay? Intimacy is vitally important to a life of faith, to a life of victory. Jesus is still the author and the finisher of your faith. You cannot do this alone without him. And that's the good news. That's the good news. Just spend time with Jesus. Amen. Who doesn't like to spend time with Jesus? You know, we all love him. And if you love someone, you want to spend time with him. And, and the greatest lie the enemy has said to a Christian is, you cannot hear from God. Who said? The liar said. The liar said. Because if you cannot hear the voice of God, you would not have been saved in the first place. But you heard him. You heard him. Can you imagine the day when you were still a sinner? You heard him when you were a sinner. How much more now that you are a child of God? 
So it is a lie, okay? And I, I will say this over and over again, and, and sadly, I have to say it over and over again. I think we need to believe it once and for all. Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. You can hear God anytime, any day, every day. Amen? And all you need to do is set aside a special time to be with the lover of your soul. That's all you need to do. And he's just waiting. Amen. I cannot hear amen, eh, pero, you know. Anyway, is that an amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I, I just remembered, no? I, I, I've experienced, I've already experienced two kinds of revival in the Philippines. Back in the 90s, you know. Back in the 90s, yeah, 1990s. And amazing when you're in the presence of God. Amazing. It's just, I think there's no, there's no experience like to be in the presence of God. I think everybody knows that. But in that, in, when, when you have a revival, revival is, uh, how do you describe it? It's the presence of God in, mag in magnitude. It's like experiencing Him a thousand times more. Okay? Yun yung revival, no? And what I found out, okay, what I found out is, so I experienced twice already, but that experience, you can experience in the bedroom. And in fact, no, even if, that's why, that's why the enemy was so busy discouraging us during the pandemic. Giving hopeless thoughts, discouraging us with bad news, uh, bombarding us with what's happening in the world and uh, making us see the, all this darkness. Because he doesn't want us, even in our own houses, to experience God. When we have all the time in the world, can you imagine? Now we have all the time in the world. No more excuses. Okay? In the, in the privacy of your own room. Okay? You can have these intimate moments with God. And he can tell you. Can you imagine? He doesn't only guide you of what to do. He tells you of your future. He tells you can know your future in the privacy of your own bedroom. Don't you like that? Don't you like that you will already know before ABS-CBN knows or GMA-7 knows or, or before your pastor knows or any best friend or any... You will know because God, you have inside information from heaven. Okay, I'm just you know stirring up your your, your uh, thirst for that. No, there's nothing. There's nothing like you know getting the news first from God. Nothing like it before you hear it from the TV. 
Amen. And God wants to give that to his children. God wants to give his word because he wants us full of faith every day. Every day. Amen. This is how we're going to overcome this pandemic. So intimacy is very important. And it says there, another point there, no? It says there, uh, faith comes by hearing the word. Now, once you hear the word, listen to me, okay? This is important. Once you hear the word, you cannot just dismiss it. You cannot afford to dismiss it. You cannot say, oh, oh that's just another sermon. Oh, that's just another Bible study. Or you cannot just say, oh, I already know that. Ah, Philippians 4.19, ah, Philippians 4.13, you know, Luke 6.38, uh, 1 Peter 2.24, Ephesians 3.20. You know, I can quote that from memory. Don't say that, okay? No, you're going to miss a lot, okay? Because this is, faith is not head knowledge, okay? When he's speaking a word to you, that means he wants you to notice something. Okay, that you did not notice before or that you need at this time. Okay, so don't just dismiss it because this is important. Once the word comes, each Christian has a choice either to believe it from the heart or to turn away from the word of God. Did you get that? All of us. God, okay. God will never uh, overstep our will. Never. That's how powerful we are. God gave us free will. There, there will never be a time in our life that we have no choice. No time. We will always have a choice. Always. We are not victims here. We're more than conquerors, okay? Satan will always say to us, you're a victim, you're helpless, you cannot do anything, and then you feel that way. No, you resist that temptation that's not from God. Because when God, when God even speaks to you, you have a right to either believe it from your heart or to reject what he's talking to you about. You have that right. Did, did you know that? Okay. So, this is what happens. Uh, everyone, like now, no? Like now. Everyone who has the opportunity to hear the word of God will find faith rising up in their hearts everybody there's faith rising up right now okay but if you do not believe it if you choose not to believe it you will suppress and quench your faith that moment okay are you getting it this is where christians miss it that's why you know you can be in a gathering of a thousand, for example, in a conference, for example. 
Okay. Diba? And then people, some people, after the, after the service, people, some people will be so blessed. Others, parang, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Iba-ibang reaction. Am I correct? Iba-ibang reaction? Because it's a matter of choice. It's always a matter of choice for the Christian, whether you're young and old. But if you are, even if you're a young Christian, if you choose to believe all the time, all the time, okay? When once you hear the word, you will say, I believe that, Lord, in my heart. Thank you. Ah, malalagpasan mo pa yung ibang older Christians. I have seen it. I'm witnessing. Okay? So, it's a matter of choice. This is a race to run. Remember? We each have our own race. Don't stop in the race or else people will trample on you. Keep walking forward. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Don't move. Don't stay still. Okay? Even if you fall, stand up again. God will forgive. Stand up again. You have a race. Keep walking forward. Doesn't matter if you make a mistake. In God's eyes, you're more than conqueror already. In God's eyes, you're precious already. You're beloved already. There's no problem with God, with you. There's none. He looks, he looks, he, he trusts you so much, you know. It's about time you trust this faith walk. You trust God in what he has given you. Amen? So, okay. Para akong rara tonight, okay? Para akong cheerleader tonight. I don't know why. Okay. So, anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> just, uh, so faith is, in other words, faith is choosing to believe in your heart what God said. That's what faith is. Faith is choosing to believe what God said regardless of what you see and what you feel. Okay? Regardless of what you see, what you hear, and what you feel. You just choose to believe. Okay? Ah, uh, kala ko, anyways, tungkol sa faith, no? But, uh, one more thing about this, this Romans 13. I think, I don't know if I said this, no? Before. The reason why you can say that, Lord, I believe, because you do not need to fully understand everything to believe God. You do not need to completely understand everything to believe God. This is not a fight of knowledge. This is not a fight of wisdom. It's a fight of faith. Okay? Fight of faith. You just need to know God's will. Then you trust it in your heart even if you do not believe it. It's like what happened to Peter. Remember? In Matthew 14, there was a storm. Remember? In the middle of the storm, they were so afraid. Parang ngayon, so many people are afraid. It's a, it's a dark world. They don't know what's going to happen. Okay? So, nangyari yun sa mga apostles. And then, all of a sudden, 
like Jesus Christ, and this is going to happen. All of a sudden, Jesus appeared. Like this year, Jesus will appear this year, okay? And he will walk on water. Okay? Siyempre, grand entrance palagi si Jesus. Ha? Walk on water. And then, they were still afraid. Yun ang mahirap sa fear. Ah, this is additional note. You know what's the problem with fear and worries? The problem with fear and worries, even if God is already speaking and God is already showing you something, you won't even recognize it. You won't recognize it. No? That's what happened to Peter and the disciples. They were so afraid. They were in panic. They were, you know, so overwhelmed by the storm. When Jesus came, they did not recognize Jesus. So Jesus said, you know, be of good cheer. Ayun na naman si Lord. Be of good cheer. Parang si Lord walang problema, you know. Be of good cheer. Pero marami siyang problema. Be of good cheer. It is I. Sabi ni Lord, do not be afraid. And then what did Peter say? Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. And then what did Jesus say? Jesus said, come. Di ba yun lang yon? He heard a word. Yun lang yon. One word. Can you imagine? One word. Did he have to understand how to walk on water? Did he have to understand it? Di ba, no? He just believed it. Foolish, yes. Foolish in the mind, but brave in the heart. Brave in the heart. That's what faith is. Faith is very courageous. You know? Faith has no fear. So it only needs to hear a word. That's the faith that's inside of you. It's yearning to hear a word from God. You know, feed, feed, feed it with the word. And then it will just come out of you. You don't need to understand. Just trust God. And then that faith will be activated inside of you. And you, you can do wonders like Peter. You can do greater works. You can walk on water if you like. <laughs> Amen. So like this John, <clears throat> like this John 4, 14, 12, yung binasa natin. The things that I do, you will do even greater works. How many times have we heard that? Okay. How many times have we read that? And there are people, they can hear it and their flesh will say, Oh, come on. Can I really do that? Can I do Jesus' work? You know, you don't know what, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what's happening to me, you know. You don't know what I've been through. Can I do that now? Now when I'm experiencing this, you know, and then the demon will say to you, yeah, oo nga, you cannot do it, you cannot do it. So your flesh now is agreeing with the demon, okay? So the reason why we question God is because we think too much. This is not a new revelation. Don't think too much. You already have God's words. God's words are the most intellectual 
most wise words in the universe. And he's giving it to you. Okay. And if, okay, uh, and if you just simply choose to believe it, okay, trust it with all your heart, you know what God will do? Faith will be activated and then he will hold your hand. He will give you wisdom. He'll give you guidance. He will empower you so you can walk on water. Okay? It's just a matter of choice. It's just a matter of the heart. If you forget everything I've said tonight, don't forget it's just a matter of the heart. It's a choice you have to make. Okay? So, and then the more you obey the word, actually, the more you will understand the life of faith. The more you will understand the life of victory. Okay? Because faith is not mental. Faith is from the heart. And it's activated when you hear the word. So when you hear the word, your immediate response should always be, Lord, thank you. Thank you for that word. I believe it with all my heart. That should be the response, even if you don't understand it. Okay. So we need what? <laughs> At the least, we need to understand tonight. We need faith to overcome all kinds of temptations, all challenges, all the evil in this world. And you are already equipped to overcome them. You have the faith of Jesus Christ. Okay? There are things that will happen, that has happened and will happen that is out of, the, out of your control. Okay? But if you use your faith, that God has given you, you can overcome anything, anything. Okay. If you want to overcome personal habits, you do that by faith. If you want to overcome relational conflicts, you do that by faith. Okay. If you want to overcome lack of finances, poverty, you do that by faith. If you need to overcome sickness, do that by faith. Do it by faith. It's more powerful than, than anything the world can ever offer today for this pandemic. You, you know, I cannot overemphasize. Whatever the world offers today for this pandemic, your faith is the answer to this pandemic. Iko kayo binobola, ha? No, I'm just, ano, just teasing you. You know, that's how powerful you are. That's how God made you to be. Okay, that's how God made you to be. If there is no faith, there is no victory. but you have faith, 
Therefore, you will have victory if you use your faith. So I want to end with Acts 3. No? Acts 3. I don't think we've ever studied Acts 3. Did we? Did we last time? Can anybody? Joanna, do you remember if we studied Acts 3? Because I want to end there. What Did particular, Pastora? Acts 3, yung kay Peter? No. Okay, sige. We'll go there. Acts 3. We'll end here. Because this is a fight of faith. Yeah. Kailangan umandar na yung faith natin. Ma-activate tonight, okay? And every day of our lives. So Acts 3, just go with me. Acts 3. This is our last passage, I hope. Acts 3, I will just read verses 2 and 5, okay? So this is Peter, actually 1, no? 1 to 5. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And verse 2, and a cer certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, fixing and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from him. So this is a, a lame person, a beggar like Bartimaeus, but this is this person is lame. And if you think about it, this person has been sitting at the gate, beautiful, every day of his life, which means he saw Jesus pass through that gate. But all the th three years of the life of Jesus Christ, he was never healed. Okay? Okay, he was never healed. But now it's Peter and John's time. Okay? Peter and John's time. And now, uh, before we go to Peter and John pala, I need to have a background on Peter so you can identify with Peter. Who's Peter ba? Peter lang naman. No? Peter is the one who betrayed Jesus three times. Okay? <laughs> At the cross. Okay? He's the one that denied, not betrayed, denied him three times. But when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, diba, he had a one-on-one -on -one encounter with Peter, remember? He talked with Peter. And because Peter heard from Jesus' words who he was, Jesus reminded him who he was. Yun lang yun, just read it in John. No? And then what happened? It activated his faith. Simple encounter with Jesus Christ. Activated his faith. And then we all know that on the day of Pentecost, he got baptized in the Spirit, so he's full of power now. He has Jesus' authority, and we now have this story, okay? So, this uh, lame beggar, okay, did not ask for healing. What was he asking for? He was asking for money. Grabe, no? He was asking for money, and yet, by the end of this story, he will be healed. Okay, so uh, like what we said, no, it just reminded me. Remember, this is the year 2022 is the year that the king remembered. 
This is the year that God, out of His great mercy and compassion, will rise up because He saw the difficulties of men. He will just rise up and meet our needs. And this is an example. This man did not ask for healing. But in the end, he will be here. Okay? So what happened? Look at here. Um, so, so when he was looking at Peter and John, look at verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. So let's just pause now. What do they have? One is, they have the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And secondly, they have faith. That's all they had. Right? They have the powerful name of Jesus Christ and they have faith. And the Holy Spirit was with them. And he said here, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I now give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Simple. Okay. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So, by using the powerful name of Jesus, by using his faith, they had a miracle, verse 7. In fact, no, he helped the man stand up. That's how brave he was. See, that's how brave the faith was. You know, he said it. It wasn't enough that nothing happened. Did nothing happened when he said it? In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and be healed. He helped the man. He lifted the man up with his own hands. Why? Because he believed the man will walk. You see that faith? You know a person with faith. Because faith doesn't only speak. Faith acts. Faith acts. You will know a person who has faith. He doesn't only believe in his heart. He speaks with his mouth and he acts according to his faith. So that's what Peter did, no? Look at verse 11. Verse 11. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, no? Hindi na sila pinakawalan. All the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, Solomon's and they were greatly amazed. So the people gathered. So there was a mob, siempre, no? Uh, because there was already a miracle that was happening. Now look at uh, verse 12. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Okay. <laughs> he reminds me of Jesus, no? He, he sounds like Jesus Christ already. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? As though by our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk. So what, what is he saying? No, He's saying, yeah, we did this, but it did not come from us. That's what, that's what he was saying. It, it did not, that authority is not from us. Uh, uh, that holiness... It's not even because we are holy. That's what he's saying, okay? Now look at verse 16. And his name 
through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. What created the miracle? It's not, did not come from Peter. He said it. The testimony is faith in the name of Jesus Christ had made this miracle happen. Faith in the name of Jesus. So, just like Peter, no? God gave you his name. You carry his authority. Okay? And all you need to do is believe that that authority is more powerful than anything in this world. Then use your faith and put it on the name of Jesus Christ. And just do what God leads you to do. And when you do that, that's the time greater works happen. Miracles happen. Okay? So, I want you to notice, no? This will... This would not have happened in Peter's life if he did not fight sickness. If he did not fight sickness. He could have just said, oh, he's just asking for money. I'll just give him money. Diba? He could have easily said that. But no, he had spiritual eyes to see. He knew that the problem with the man is that he cannot walk. He does not need money. He needs a miracle. That's why he used his faith and he used the name of Jesus Christ. See, God will give you spiritual eyes to see and spiritual ears to hear what needs to happen in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of your church. And all you need to do is follow God's instruction. And when you do, you know, when you do, when you believe his word, follow it, that's when miracles happen. Okay? It sounds easy because it's simple. It's not, uh, it might be difficult. The life of faith might be difficult at the beginning, but it is simple. It is doable. Anybody can do it. Because we have the faith of God, okay? We were meant to live by faith. That's how, so that's how powerful the authority and faith that you have right now, okay? And faith is not limited. Faith is not limited. It's what we think about faith that limits faith. Faith is not limited. It's what we think about faith that makes it limited. But according to the Bible, 1 John 5, 4, faith is the victory that will cause you to overcome anything in this world. 